Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, so today we are talking about thrift store tips and tricks. All right, so we're gonna start off with story time about how I used to use our consignment store and our thrift stores back in Alaska before I had learned about this whole decluttering thing, before I knew anything about it, before I even knew that people actually did it on purpose. I don't think that I even knew decluttering was a word or, you know, obviously I knew it was a word, but <laughs> I didn't know that it was a thing that people did on purpose, right? Now I do. So back in Alaska, um, we had this really awesome little thrift store called Tummies and Tots. It was super cute. I could go in there and get super cheap, super cute, great, you know, brand name, in great condition clothing for my kids at a really great price. And not, not even kidding, my husband worked Saturdays and every Saturday we would go to that store and I would find good deals. Okay. I would get the cute clothes. I would get the cool little toys. You know, they would have like the cool, like Melissa and Doug toys that are usually like $30 a set. I could get it for like $10 a set. Um, and I would sometimes bring stuff into them, but for the most part, I was just looking for good deals for the most part. That's what I was doing. Um, I wasn't really looking to get rid of anything because like I said, I didn't know that people decluttered on purpose. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it was valuable. I didn't know it could help me. So I was just continuing to bring a whole bunch of stuff into my house. And I thought it was okay because it was a good deal. It was like, um, 10 or $20, you know, every weekend, maybe 30 or 40, if it was like a good week or whatever if it was Christmas, and that's what we did on Saturdays. I don't think there was ever a Saturday that I didn't come home with something, right? All right, you guys on Facebook, I wanna feed her. Um, but that's what I did, right? And it felt good to me because I was getting a good deal, I wasn't spending a whole lot of money, but it's one of the reasons that my house was so cluttered, right? Because I was like, oh my gosh, good deals, I'm gonna get them all the time, and then I did. Okay, and now if you know our story, okay, Jennifer's like, I can already relate. If you guys know our story, this is the short version. My husband was like, what would you think if we moved to a big city and I dominated and we grew the business? And I was like, sure, okay. And then in four weeks, we were, we left our only home we had ever known in Alaska and moved to Florida. We didn't have the money, we didn't have the means, we didn't have the time to pack up our stuff and bring it with us, so we left it all behind. And we were super broke, all right? At that time, one of the reasons that we were leaving is because we wanted to pursue opportunity, business opportunity. We didn't wanna be broke anymore. But when we got rid of our stuff, it was our lowest point financially, okay? And so when I got to Florida, I looked for the consignment stores again. And when the first town that we lived in, I got lucky and we had a good one but I was looking for it for a different reason. I wasn't looking for it because I didn't have anything to do on a Saturday anymore. Hey, Emily, I was looking for it because we were really broke and my kids needed clothes and I was no longer living in a place that, you know, I had friends giving me hand-me-downs. 
or family, you know, going to Target or wherever on the weekend and bringing home some cute clothes for them. I didn't have that anymore. Um, and I needed to get my kids clothes and I needed to do it on a seriously tight budget of like, not, not even kidding guys. There were some times where I got my kids. I remember specifically getting my son when he was in two T clothes, getting him a wardrobe from the consignment store for about $30. And that's when I started doing the thing that I, um, that I call the workable wardrobe, right? The workable wardrobe just means that I piece things together in a way that's functional. I pick a color scheme. I pay attention to what season we're in. I pay attention to what size they're in. And then I buy seven to 10 outfits that all work together, right? So I did this, I did this out of necessity. I did it out of necessity because we were that broke. Um, and I told you guys, I, when I made that post in the Facebook group, it got a lot of traction. I was really surprised that you guys enjoyed that post so much. Um, but I was doing it out of necessity and I felt bad about it because as a parent at the time, I didn't have the means to do anything more. Right. And I felt guilty. And I know a lot of you guys were like, Oh, don't feel bad. But the thing is when you're in that boat, you do feel bad and that's okay. I did feel bad. And it was a low point. And um, I wish I could have gone back, you know, and had the wisdom that I have now of being like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like high five to you for being really freaking brave and moving across the continent when you had no money and figuring it out and trusting yourself that you can figure it out. Right. But in the moment, I just didn't see it that way. And that's okay. Right. That's okay to feel bad. Like that was a seriously low point. Um, but it taught me so much, right? It taught me how to get resourceful. It taught me how to piece together wardrobes so that we weren't drowning in clothes anymore. And I didn't even know it at the time, right? At the time, I was just like, this is just our life. I'm just trying to survive. But I still use what I learned then. And now I teach all of you guys, okay? So the consignment stores that I used in Florida were basically a revolving door of stuff like a basically a revolving door of clothes, to be honest, for us. I would get, you know, the, the workable wardrobe, like seven to 10 outfits that worked. We would wear them and we would have toys and stuff. And then I would bring in toys, get a little in-store credit, know that, you know, they're coming up on the next size. And I would bring in what we had, get a little bit, you know, like 10 or $15 maybe, and then get the next size up. Right. That's how I did it. It was basically a revolving door of stuff. And I've talked to you guys about this before. If you haven't heard this metaphor before, basically our homes, you know, we have this revolving door of stuff in our homes, especially with kids. Things are always coming in, which means things are always going out. Right. And because things are always coming in, you do need to make sure that things are always going out. Otherwise your house gets constipated right? We talked about this. If everything is only coming in and nothing's going out, you're going to have a pretty constipated house. That's not good. You don't want to do that. Now, we also don't want to have a revolving door that's like spinning too fast and like out of control, right? Like we're like, oh my gosh, this is something that um, we talk about in the clutter-free motherhood course um, where you can actually get accountability and support from me and the other moms in it of like getting control of what's coming in and what's going out. And because a lot of times what happens is that, especially if you're consigning clothes 
or toys is that you drop stuff off at the consignment store, you get $30 in credit and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all this cute stuff. You know, I'll bring this to the consignment store, but I'm going to come back home with the same amount of stuff or more. And you're stuck in this cycle of like, yes, you're getting rid of stuff, but you're bringing it in just as fast, if not faster, without letting things go. And I don't want you to get stuck in that. So here at the end of this, this episode, we will talk about how to slow down that revolving door, right? Because it's exhausting. It's exhausting and you get really dizzy. Sure, it's like super fun, right? When you're inside of the revolving door and you're like, wee, this is so much fun. Everyone loves a revolving door, but eventually it's gonna run you over. <laughs> it's gonna run you over, it's gonna hurt. You're gonna smash your fingers in there. It's gonna suck. Same thing with your stuff. If you're trying to get rid of stuff, yet you're still bringing in things as fast, or faster than what you're letting it go, you're gonna have a big problem. All right, you're gonna get run the frick over by that revolving door. Okay, um, so <laughs> that's how I, I fell into this, right? Of like getting my kids wardrobes that work for us, not against us, right? You want your home and your stuff to work for you, not against you. That's how I fell into this, right? And it works really well. And then eventually we, um, moved a couple different towns in Florida. There wasn't always a good consignment store, but because I had learned this system that back then, like I said, I didn't know it was a system that I could teach people, but I do now. Um, I would start doing the same thing at like Target, right? I could go to Target. I could piece together a wardrobe for my kids for like 70 or $80. Um, honestly, guys, normally I would do it for like, I, I would set a goal like to do it $100 or less. And depending on their ages and their sizes and deals going on, I could do that. And I've done it for a long time. It gets harder as your kids get older and kids get more expensive. Baby clothes are just really cheap or you can find them really cheap. Um, but that was my goal. Now I have a bigger budget um, because my kids are older and their clothes are more expensive. Um, but also as a family and just where we're at, you know, we have a little bit more to spend but I still stick to that budget and I still stick, stick to the same system of like, I'm only getting what we need and I do it on a ball and budget. <laughs> okay. Um, now I want to talk to you guys because I made that post because my, I have, I basically have like two sets of kid guys. I have the three older kids uh, who are currently 13, 10 and eight. Right. And then I have the two little ones who are two and four months. I guess she's almost five months. She'll be five months tomorrow. Um, and I don't, I don't keep clothes for, for, um, I don't save clothes. I don't save and store clothes because I'm not against it. I am not saying that I'm not against it or you shouldn't do it. But for me personally, I don't have the brain capacity to maintain that. Right. I don't, I don't want to keep track of bins. I don't want to label it. I don't want to wonder if we have the right season and the right size, I don't want to open it up and realize that all the clothes, you know, got ruined and now I'm in a bind because I got to get more and oh my gosh, I had all these clothes saved and forgot and now they're too small or whatever, right? I don't like to do that. It's overwhelming to me. It's more work than it's worth. And so I don't. And I currently have two girls who are two years apart and I totally could do that, right? I could do that. Two years isn't, isn't a huge, you know, span, but I don't want to. And 
because we lived that way and I've figured out how to create these teeny tiny affordable mindful wardrobes I don't feel guilty about it right because I'm buying like seven to ten outfits total it's not worth it to me to save that for two years right it's it's just not now I will say this that Kaylee had her clothes um she's two and when we had Tara Kaylee's still in 2T clothes I really considered I was like oh my gosh like it would be really smart to save these for Tara right like these are perfectly good clothes um it's pretty wasteful you can go down the rabbit hole of like fast fashion and all of this stuff do I really want to buy essentially two sets of the same size clothes over the next two years and ultimately I decided yes but this is why because for Tara she's gonna be getting up the consignment store stuff right um, I didn't know that Tara would be a girl and to be honest we didn't know that Tara was gonna happen <laughs> So maybe if I did know that, it would have been different. Um, but I live, I, I keep stuff for the life that we have right now, not for, oh my gosh, what if this happens, right? So as Kaylee, my two-year-old outgrew her clothes, I got rid of them. Okay. So now with Tara, it feels like a waste to me. It feels like I would be not being a good consumer, a smart consumer, if I went out and bought her brand new clothes right from the store anymore, especially since now we live near really great consignment stores, right? So that I can piece them together like I did with Derek and Bree when we moved and didn't have anybody or anything that we knew around us. Okay, so that's why I'm doing it. I feel like, why not? It's smart. I am, you know, not being a part of the problem, right? I've talked to you guys before that there's an episode you can go back and listen to. It's called uh, Decluttering Isn't Wasteful. Here is what is. And the true waste is overconsumption, right? Tara doesn't need brand new clothes. She doesn't need off the rack, gap, whatever. She just doesn't need it. And for me, it's not a priority, okay? I'm not saying that it doesn't, that you can have different priorities. You can have different priorities. You can get your kids' clothes however you want to get your kids' clothes. But for me right now, that's what I'm doing, okay? So once she outgrows her six-month clothes, I'm gonna go hit up the consignment store and I'm gonna get her a workable wardrobe. I'm gonna piece it together. I'm gonna be like, here are seven to 10 really great shirts that cover all possible weathers that we can have because we live in the Midwest. <laughs> here are seven to 10 bottoms that will cover all kinds of weather because we live in the Midwest, right? And we're gonna be good. And I'll get her maybe a cute dress just for fun because I've got room in the closet and I've got room in the budget to do that. Um, but that's how I've done it and that's how I'm gonna do it again. But this time, instead of doing it at Target or JCPenney or online or whatever, I'm doing it at the thrift store because it feels right to me. It feels right to me to do it, right? Now I have some wisdom underneath my belt of like, this is one way that I can support things I believe in, right? Which one of the things that I believe in is that the problem isn't decluttering, the problem isn't wanting to have things, it's overconsumption, right? So here are the tips and the guidelines that I use when I go to the thrift store or the consignment store and get my kids stuff. Okay, 
So I drop off our stuff. We have a consignment store. Um, that's what I'm using for the main because it's right by my house and it makes sense. And why not get a little in-store credit to, you know, take that cost away. So <laughs> as my kids, even my big kids, as they outgrow things, as they outgrow toys, I drop things off. I drop it off and I do not go in, right? I drop it off. I'm like, donate what you don't want and just put it on my tab. <laughs> That's okay, Shamra. Just put it on my tab, right? Um, and then I don't go in until I need something, right? So I don't go thrift to the thrift store just to look around because it's a guaranteed way that I'm going to come in with stuff that I don't need. And that defeats the whole purpose, right? And that's contributing to the revolving door problem, spinning way too fast, or having a constipated house. And I'm not about that life. I don't want that anymore. So I don't even go in until I know I need something. And yeah, I run the risk that maybe they don't have exactly what I want. And if they don't, no big deal. The world will move on, right? I don't have FOMO. I'm not missing out on anything. There's always going to be a good deal. There's always going to be cute stuff. Um, it's always going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. I don't need to hit it up because I'm bored or because I want to find a good deal. There's a whole bunch of spit up in my hair now. You guys can see that on the live. Um, <laughs> so that's what I do. And then when I do go in, I'll call ahead and I'll be like, Hey, I just wanted to stop by. I wanted to see what my in-store credit amount is. And they will tell me like, you've got $45 girl. Cool. Now I can stick to the plan. Now I know what I can get. And now I know how much I have to spend on like the fun little extras that I want to get for like dresses, or maybe, you know, I want to splurge on a really cute little, you know, like boutique mom and me outfit and I'll get that new or because we have three girls, maybe I'll splurge and get them like a little, you know, brand new matching sister outfit or whatever. Right. But I stick to the plan. I stick to the plan and I stick to the budget and I protect myself from myself by not mindlessly just walking in and hoping that I find something cool. Right. Or getting things just because it's a good deal. Um, so those are my plans. Drop things off and don't go in. Number two, don't go in until I know that I need to or I know that I need something. And number three, I have a plan and I stick to the plan. I know my budget. I know what size up they need. I know what pieces they need to match our weather. And I stick to the plan. And that's it. It's super easy, okay? Thrift stores can be great. They absolutely help with the problem of overconsumption, but they can also be your worst enemy and they can actually make it way worse because you're like, oh my gosh, it's a good deal. Oh my gosh, I might as well go look. Oh my gosh, my kids will love this for five minutes. And then guess what? You're stuck with a house full of clutter and laundry piles that never end. And that's not what you want. Okay. Okay. Treat it like, how about this? How about a bonus tip? Number four, just because it's a good deal, treat it like it's not. Treat it like everything in there is a $50 piece of clothing or a $100 toy. Treat it like that, right? Just because the sticker says 25 cents or $10 or whatever doesn't mean you need it. Treat it like it's not a good deal. Treat it like it's a normal, everyday, brand new with tags price, a $60 Gap outfit, not a $4 Gap outfit that you've got a really great deal on, right? Treat it like it's a real, you know, trick yourself. Treat it like it's really expensive and you don't need it just because it's a good deal. Okay. 
that is it for today. If you want more accountability in this, you know, like getting the mindset of not consuming so much, Clutter-Free Motherhood does just that. It's one of the very first sections of the course where we teach you to stop the inflow of things. We hold you accountable. You get to do it with all of the other moms inside of the course and inside of the mastermind group. And I hope to see you guys in there. Okay, Tara's tired. She's gonna start screaming. I'll see you later. Okay. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.